Hello, my lovey. You are an amazing, miraculous, gorgeous, complex creature. Welcome back to the show. Whatever you're navigating in the diaspora of poopecularness that is our earth, all right, what this podcast, ZFG Living Podcast, is here for you to do is get real about your mental health struggles, get curious about what gifts they're bringing you, and how to rewrite not just our story, but our actual subconscious programming. So every week, we will explore proven strategies, paradigm-shifting perspectives. We're going to help you get unstuck and start living your most intentional, aligned, joyful life. So if you're ready to get out of overwhelm and into empowerment, if you're ready to stop surviving and start thriving, well, come on, grab your journal. Let's do this. Hello, my lovey. We are very lucky to have today Carol Fillion. She is a fellow entrepreneur. She is a fellow dream boarder, vision boarder, and has a lovely mission. Will you please tell us about it, Carol? Welcome. My mission is to help declutter the minds of women over 60. <laughs> I'm going bar- to right? borrow that because, yes, the decluttering, it's so so critical because we're moving through different seasons of life and it's almost yeah. as if all of these messages just build it's not like they, yeah they can just linger so absolutely wh- tell me more yeah. about the process of you know moving out of the 50s into the 60s and what you're seeing with uh you know your clients well what you know here's the thing There's six plus decades of wisdom, insights, power, knowledge, experience, and six plus decades of calcified debris around all of that greatness. Yeah. Right. Uh It just seems to get tougher and tougher with age, it seems. And, And then we talk about how the conversation changes, right? When somebody turns uh 60, the conversation changes because we're not talking business so much with uh-huh. a woman in her 60s. We're not talking, you know, things that are important because, you know, it's like polyester flip-flops and canasta all of a sudden. What? No. No. <laughs> I I say right? No, 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 no. I'm not having that. Exactly. <laughs> right. It's, right. Well, and I, I do think and, we're at a crossroads too, because you have got the largest generation in America, you know, navigating this. And this is a generation of people who changed the world in the 60s. Right. And have right? throughout their lives, when things haven't been working, they've gotten them changed. So hallelujah. Yeah. Thank heavens. This is (laughs) the generation. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's just it. And so that, like I said, then there's all this calcified debris around it that kind of tamps all of that down. And we need to tap into that legacy knowledge, Mm -hmm. right? It's like the, the, you know, like grandma's recipe that she never wrote down. She needs to write it down. Right. Like or we you need videotape or write it. things down. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> we need to write this down. We need to have these conversations. We need to be recording mm-hmm. everything that's happened that has brought brought us to this point. Right. And because, what's going to take us forward. And I talk a lot about generational work 
with my clients because, yeah. you know, they're kind of mystified. They're like, I don't know. It just feels like I'm getting hit with a board. Why is this? You know, and right. you don't have to solve every problem, but just knowing that it's not yours, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if you've got someone in your family that is still alive and they mm-hmm. can recall memories of when they were a kid and their grandparent did XYZ PDQ and it was just weird or it felt terrible or it was hurtful, you know, you're cracking the code Mm. because we inherit these things, these genetic markers because of, you know, if you want to call it trauma or difficult situations or, you know, painful times. And yet we're not taught how to process that. Exactly. Exactly. And I love that, the the generational stuff, Uh because that's just it. What happens outside of us, what's happened before us, Uh it's not our fault. However, with a new awareness, it is our responsibility to change it, right? to change the narrative, to change the discussion, to change the conversation. It's one thing for me to be standing here and saying, yeah, uh, yeah, the conversation has changed somewhat, but what have I done to contribute to changing that conversation back to where it should be? Right. And that's that's when you get that ripple effect. We all need to look in. Yeah, Correct. we all need to look in and, and do that. And also the legacy that we leave, it's not only about our personal families. Right. What we do yeah. impacts other people. What we do impacts strangers because someone will be, you know, asking us about something about you talk about calcification of you're like, tell me more about that, Carol. What does that even mean? You know, like about the the brittleness that can happen around personalities, especially as you're moving into an unknown time of life. It's scary. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. please moving into a new home is scary, much less moving into a new era in your life. And walking by a mirror and seeing your mother in there is like, whoa, <laughs> that's right? scary. <laughs> A hundred percent, because inside we are energetic and thriving and interested and, you know, all of the things. Yes. And then it's just like, yeah. who put those bags under my eyes? <laughs> <laughs> when did that happen? <laughs> That's not good. I didn't check these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And you talk about like the, Total the, carry on. <laughs> startle, the startling feeling of recognizing your mom. I mean, I look yeah. like I, I have posted for Mother's Day a picture of my mom holding me as a baby. And people were like, oh, my gosh, you look so good in that 60s suit. And I'm like, I'm oh, gonna... my gosh. Yeah, a hundred, like 100 percent, except that she had brown hair. Like, that's Amazing. it. Wow. Yeah. So right? it, it's yeah. it is wild when we are moving into these these new times. And how what do you. Yeah. What do you suggest to to try to get the conversation away from shuffleboard and canasta and back into <laughs> the realm of what's interesting to to you, you know? Yeah. So, well, I mean, there's a number of things. I think it's like having a better understanding really of how the mind actually works and the old programming and paradigms that get downloaded and everything else. So it's really just asking the questions. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's really, is that true? Is that true? And just to, because some things are just such, especially in conversations, literally in conversations, there are these knee jerk reactions or there are mm-hmm. things that have been overheard and just regurgitated. Right. Until you kind of disrupt. So it's a disruptive thing, but a very gentle disruptive thing. I don't like to be 
you know, confrontational because whatever you push against is going to come right yeah, back. It's going to swing right you back to you. Equal or greater force. So no, I don't want to do that. I want to kind of let, okay, I'll let that one go. However, let me ask you a question. Right. And we <laughs> can know, ask ourselves swing back. and ask ourselves yes. that question. Because what yeah. you're talking about, that calcification that happens around yeah. us due to, you know, yeah. personality changes or impatience or, you know, disconnecting, whatever yeah. it is, we get to ask ourselves, yeah. is this how I want to live? Yeah, absolutely. Do I, do I want to have you know, this Maxwell hard Maltz, shell? Yeah, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk about you. What exactly are you saying? It. No, 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 it, it's all good. Um, it reminded me of... Um, Maxwell Maltz, uh, author of Psycho-Cybernetics, was a, I don't know if you've read the book, but it's fabulous. It's absolutely spectacular, written in the 60s. He's a, um, he was a plastic surgeon. And notice that for the most part, when whatever he worked on, you know, the, the, the nose, the, the nose job or whatever, the person had more confidence when they came out of it most mm -hmm. of the time, but there were some that didn't. And so that had him questioning it and going, okay, what's the deal with that, right? And right. essentially the whole book is on how the mind works and that's where it all starts. And one of the things when we're talking about calcification, he has this amazing um, analogy in the book where he talks about scar tissue and how, you know, plastic surgeons, they don't leave any scar tissue or very right. little. Mm -hmm. And that's because they start from the very bottom and painfully, painstakingly mm -hmm. <laughs> take their time and rebuild through all of the layers until they get to the surface and it's nice and seamless. Mm -hmm. We have scar tissue, emotional scar tissue, where the work wasn't done inside. Right. So there's just all of this hard, tough skin that's on top of it. Right. That's such a great that analogy. Just, isn't it beautiful? I loved it. I had shivers when I read it and I read it over and over and over again and went, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. Because how often do we hear, oh no, I'm fine. It's healed over, right? It's healed over. Yeah, Got that yeah. cut, but it's healed over. It's fine. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, but there's a big scar. Oh yeah, but it's fine. It's well, fine. And, it's healed. and what do we like with toddlers? As they're tumbling left and right, you know, uh-oh, hop up, y you know, just like, you're fine. <laughs> like, we're not stopping the show for this meltdown. Hop up, let's go. <laughs> exactly. So that by the time we get to 60, there's mm -hmm. all sorts of scar tissue, but it can be repaired. Right. You can go back. You can go back and go, okay, where did this thinking start? Where did that mm -hmm. happen? When Because once we have an awareness that, or a disruption even of some mm -hmm. sort, then we have a responsibility to change the outcome, to change our response, right? Right. The, the ability to respond, right? You and I both know about this, right? Responsibility is the ability to respond, but it's also, you have that responsibility once you have a new awareness. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's where that's where things I see things starting to change. And like you said, biggest demographic, we're the tail end right now, baby boomers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were here before social media, before all of that. 
<laughs> all of that stuff that, you know, all these new FOMO and all this great stuff that uh, we're experiencing now. Mm-hmm. And so there's some, there's some melding, I think, of wisdom. There's some current wisdom. There's no doubt about it. Of Absolutely. Course. I yes. I see that, uh, you know, to, I'm absolutely. I, I feel deep gratitude every single day to have been able to witness all of this mm-hmm. because I think that at my age, it's, I, I, I feel grateful because I feel like I've got an advantage in that I've been able to take advantage of the technology, for example, mm-hmm. and have, and knowing what it was like to live without it, as opposed to someone who's never had to live without it. Right. And what if it was taken away tomorrow? I'd Which, be able to cope no problem. Exactly. Would they? Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember having a pager. Right? You know, and like that, that was, was the coolest amazing thing. Because you could like, <laughs> you and your friends could meet up exactly at the same time and whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was, my gosh, oh, yeah. if somebody didn't show up, you didn't know if they were dead or yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ran an errand beforehand and lost track of time or what right but now exactly you yeah. you would know where they were physically if they had shared their location with you which is something. absolutely and i think that's the marvel of of today's technology and i absolutely love it i think that that's it's life-saving really it is i mean absolutely you know, well, i it, think there's and- a direct correlation with the fact that there we there are actually more people on the planet because of it right <laughs> Right. I mean, technology does amazing things. And once you're used to it, then things like, you know, dying from a cut because you got a blood infection seem absurd because I can take a a picture of my hand and text it to my doctor's office and they can tell me if I need to go get stitches. Right. What? Okay, cool. I don't have to just like go there and wait and then have somebody be like, here's a bandaid. Get out of here. Yeah. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're totally fine. It's no problem. Hop up. Hop up. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and so when you work with people to uh, get them to gentle, right, mm-hmm. some of that scar tissue and, and some of the openness, because we, we've lived lives, right? Mm-hmm. I've been on the planet for five and a half decades, and I've got my preconceived ideas of how things will play out. And Mm -hmm. when I'm open and curious, Mm -hmm. then a lot of times they don't turn out the way I think. Right. But if I think it's going to turn out a certain way, I will, oh man, my subconscious will move heaven and earth to make sure that's exactly how it turns out. And so what level of wonder are you missing? You know, because you just almost robotically assume how things are going to go. And then you force them to turn out like that. Hmm. I think it's a, having a really good understanding of how the mind works. Cause you brought the, the magic word up conscious, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It, and we're so programmed. We're like Pavlov's dog, right? It's like, Oh, the outdoor it, outside circumstances are what controls my reality. That's it. This is the way it is. You and I both know that, mm-hmm. but a lot of people of mm-hmm. my vintage don't. Right. It's like, oh, it's the economy. Oh my gosh, the interest rates. Oh my goodness. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. A, stop watching CNBC. Stop it. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. I mean, I love Kramer as much as the next person, <laughs> but at some point, enough. <laughs> you know. Well, and also we have the longevity <laughs> to remember when an eight percent rate yeah. on a mortgage was a dang good one. Right. 
Exactly. Exactly. And it doesn't, this isn't something that we can control. Right. But when mass awareness is all, they're all going, oh, 8%, 8%, 8%, before you Mm -hmm. know it, you mentioned the ripple effect. Boom. It's just stress and anxiety reverberating through the entire populace. And it's, yeah, exactly. And it's that mass awareness. The masses are all doing it. And it's like, so don't have to be part of that. Right. That's not what we, we can't control it. And why would I suffer through it twice? What I can't control is what's going on inside here. So that's part of the calcification, the decalcification. It's okay. You're not a victim of your circumstances. Correct. Ever. Ever. Yes. Let's just keep that on the bullhorn forever. If if Nelson Mandela can go to prison for decades and come out with a message of love and re- completely redo his nation's government because he's able to have love in his heart for other human beings, no matter what they've done. Goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can knock off the complaining. (laughs) Right. Call the ambulance. (laughs) Ambulance. Indeed. Indeed. Seriously. And and there's the other, the other saying I like too, is if you're looking for sympathy, you'll find it between shit and syphilis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn. Damn, Carol's getting harsh. And the thing is, and you talk about that, like there's waste and there's disease. Right. Right. Yes. And there always has been. And there's violence. Mm -hmm. And there are people digging in and only surrounding themselves with people who agree exactly with what they think so that Mm -hmm. they're never ending reinforcement loop that they're right. Right. And there's always been and always will be choice. Yeah. You don't have to tune into that. Absolutely. You know, when you were talking about how you looked at, you, you, you pulled up a, a picture of you and your mom and Mother's Day and that kind of thing, but my, my mother's harsh life lesson was actually a life lesson for me. And it happened to her when she turned 60. And I think that's one of the reasons that I, I am so fueled by this mm-hmm. is that is because of that. Because up until the age of 60, my mother was a very angry, stressed out, frustrated woman. A lot of stuff had happened. And yes, it was victim of circumstance kind of Mm -hmm. thing. But then what happened was she got the universal cuff upside the head with a breast cancer, so a radical mastectomy. And then about 18 months after that, uh, open heart surgery, because the chemo had actually damaged a valve in her heart. So you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So crossroads, she's got a choice. Yeah. She can keep being angry, bitter, frustrated and go, woe is me. But instead, to her credit, and I'm so proud of her to, to this day, she picked up Dr. Joseph Murphy's The Power of the Subconscious Mind and oh, started yeah. doing the work. Mm-hmm. And I, I call it the work. And she did start doing the work. and wound up uh, she lived to be 85 and yeah still had you know the odd health problem but nothing after that it was it, you know she she dealt with yeah there were some physical things but mm-hmm. you never heard about it she was not she completely turned around she did the introspection and the inventory yeah of of the gratitude list. 
That's gorgeous. and realized that okay, you know what? This is pretty dang good. I think I want to hang around for a while. And she right. did. Yeah. Which was great. So it really was uh yeah, that was eye-opening for me because mm-hmm. even myself, I was focused on, oh, she was always so bitter and angry, and, blah, 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 and that's all I looked at. But then mm-hmm. it took me a while to realize, whoa, she did a lot of work here. Right. And I and- had to kudos mom way to go it's it's brilliant that is brilliant yeah because then it's easy then to begrudge it and be like well how come she didn't do that when I was five right exactly you know but yeah again that stuff wasn't available yeah and when we can have compassion and kindness that people are doing the best they can with the info information the tools the everything they have at the time it doesn't excuse you know, uh, poor behavior, mistakes, whatever. However, it does give us the ability to see them as people as opposed to this Mm -hmm. terrible monster that made us a victim. Exactly. Exactly. Then, yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. And there's, there's a thing about forgiveness too. Yes, we always say, yeah, forgiveness is about us. But there's also you can't use forgiveness as a weapon either. Right. I mean, some people will use forgiveness as a a way of being able to achieve moral righteousness. Oh, but I'm so good. I I forgave them. I forgave them. Right. I forgave them. Oh, but I didn't forget. Whoa. If you didn't forget then you didn't forgive crap. Right. You didn't do. Well, and it's right. You're releasing yourself from maintaining that negative energy. Exactly. That's all forgiveness is. Yeah. You release it. You release it. And, and release it. Like there was never like when, when a bank releases a note or forgives Mm -hmm. a note, they forgive it. Like it's never happened. It's off the books. It's done. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come back. It doesn't rear its ugly head. It doesn't, the note doesn't suddenly slip under your door all of a sudden. (laughs) Right. It's gone. And that's it. And that was a lesson actually I got from my dad that, you know, oh, that's it was, yeah. So it, it, yeah, there, there are a number of, and, and he, you know, he stuck through it all. Like he was taking the brunt of it, right. While she sure. was angry and frustrated and everything else. So when he, if he could do it, mm-hmm. why can't I? Right. Right. And I think that's so powerful that when we have examples of mm. people that we know yeah, who, who make these changes and redefine who they mm-hmm. are, like literally rebuild themselves from the ground up, it it hopefully empowers every person who's watching because then we know it can be done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's such a it's it's a release. Yes. That's the beauty of it. It's it's literally a weight. Right. I, I we- really felt like there was no the weight was gone, you oh, know, and Sisyphus pushing mm-hmm. that boulder up the, the, the side of the mountain. It, it was the same thing. It was like, okay, you know what? Just let the rock go. <laughs> yeah. Let it roll. It'll be fine. Oh, yeah. thank you so much for being here and sharing oh, your gosh, wisdom. It's my pleasure. This time flew by. Uh, do you yeah. have any last things that you would love for our listeners to, to receive from you? Oh my, you know, just be, just be, we're all energy. We're all spirit. We're all part of infinite supply. Just be, don't let the little boulders in the, in the river stream block you completely. Just go be happy. I love it. 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. Be happy. And we get to choose, choose things that will make you happy. Absolutely. If if it seems impossible, just put something that'll make you smile Mm -hmm. in your environment. Absolutely. Start small. Thank you so much, Carol Fillion, for being here with us. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Mel. Take care. (laughs) My lovey, thank you so much for listening. If this episode struck a chord with you, just know you do not have to be defined by whatever bullshittery has happened to you. And you can experience joy while you work on the heavier stuff. There's a link in the show notes where you can book a call with me and talk about how you can move forward with that because there's so much joy in living and you don't have to have it be heavy all the time.